the gladiator mentality and people look at us like, oh, okay, really? Right, yeah, really. All right, let's do this. Diamond Envy Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler McComas. Diamond Envy is always brought to you by Cavens Group. Check them out, cavensgroup.com. The next group of champions have officially put ink to paper. Signing day was on Wednesday, and we have eight new players to talk about. You guessed it, another excellent class for Patty Gasso in the 2024 class, and and one like most years where you kept it local, but also got key targets out west as well as a couple of other states in and around the Midwest. Kind of a very familiar-looking class in that regards in terms of where you got your players in this recruiting class. Like Patty obviously has ties to the state of California. Those ties have been massive for this program going back 20 years ago, going back recently, and that continues to be a thing. California is always, always going to be a place that you want to get players from. But I love that she still wants to go get the best players in Oklahoma, and I think that she did that in this class. And, you know, I I, I don't know what the opinion of players from the state of Oklahoma are nationally. Um, I, I think that you have some really good in-state players. Like, I'm just... Trying to think recently off the top of my head. Lindsey Elam comes to mind. Kaylee Clifton, Aaron Miller, that's just to name a few. Um, if I sat here and thought about it for 10 minutes, I could come up with a lot more names. But, yeah, the state of Oklahoma produces really good talent year in and year out. Maybe there's not you know, 50, 80 legitimate D1 softball players like the state of California or Texas has on a year-in, year-out basis. But you always, you always want to lock up the best talent in your own state be active in the state of California, but also go get players from various states across the country. I think that that's what Patty's really been trying to do in recruiting, and she's done a fantastic job of that. You know, go 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 get the uh, sister of two collegiate superstars in the state of Washington, who we'll talk about. Right, go get a big time pitcher from the Midwest. You know, she's just she's got the right blueprint as to what it's supposed to look like, and. That's uh, that's definitely the case with this 2024 class. Um, but welcome to the show, Sydney Barker, Gabby Garcia, Cheney Helton, Corey Hicks, Audrey Lowry, Katie McKay, Tia Malloy, and Riley Zakay. Look, I love this class. Uh, actually, check that out. Like this class, I love this class. But I'm far from the only one who has that opinion. Uh, in fact, I'm just one of many who has that opinion about this class and. Uh, check out this quote that I found, and this is via uh, Extra Inning Softball. And here's what they say. They say, here's what winning three consecutive national championships will do for you when it comes to recruiting for Patty Gasso's OU powerhouse. So OU in this class, two players ranked in the top five of the 2024 class, four in the top 10, six in the top 15, eight total in the top 25. So this entire class, there's eight, all top 25 in this 2024 Extra Elite 100. All eight ranked in the top 25, six in the top 15, four in the top 10, two of those ranked in the uh, top five. And there is even a quote in here that says, wow, that's one of the best overall softball recruiting classes we've seen like ever. When it comes to looking at top softball recruiting classes, we... At Extra Inning Softball, look at quality and quality, meaning programs that sign more elite, uh, extra elite 100 players got more points in our system. Of course, many programs are happy to get one or two difference makers, but here 
we're rewarding university to get a lot of top players. And basically, they're saying this is not just the top class in the country. This is one of the top classes that we've seen in quite some time. And when your entire recruiting class with eight players are all in the top 25, yeah, that's excellent. That's excellent. So just a... I don't think I had to sell you to be excited about this recruiting class. You've heard about this class now for a few months, if not longer than that. Um, but this is this is this is a real deal right here. So let's talk about each one, one by one. Sydney Barker out of Rockland, California, middle infielder. And I do appreciate Sooner Sports, by the way, for having quotes on each player and then quotes from Patty on each player. But Patty was immediately impressed with her defensive abilities at shortstop. And we've talked all offseason long about who the next shortstop of this year's team will be after Grace Lyons. But you also need to build for the future at that position. Shortstop position, very critical spot, and you're going to notice the theme as we go down the list here of how many of these athletes plays played or has played, will play shortstop uh, their senior year. Like, that's not that surprising, right? You get a great player, best player on the team, most of the time you're, oh, just stick them over there at shortstop. Not all of them will play shortstop at OU, but a lot of those play shortstop uh, for their high school teams, summer ball teams, what have you, and Sidney Barker is one of those. But Patty immediately impressed with her defensive abilities at shortstop, talked about who's next, got a bill for the future, and maybe Barker is that player. We'll see. A lot of candidates in there, but she can definitely be in that mix with what she's shown with her glove. Maybe she ends up playing second base. Heck, maybe she ends up playing the outfield. What, didn't Jada play? shortstop in high school and now she's the best center fielder in all of college softball maybe the greatest center fielder in OU history and one of the greatest defensive softball players we've seen in in quite some time so just because you're at shortstop at the high school level doesn't mean you can't transition to other positions at the collegiate level but Sydney Barker sounds like there's a lot to like uh, with her glove and another California product uh, coming into this program Gabby Garcia, there's another middle infielder. Uh, Gabby's from Chandler, Arizona. She bats left. Barker, who I just mentioned, bats right. And, you know, it's interesting with Gabby Gabby Garcia because she brings up something that I really like about this class. And let me veer off for a moment on a little bit of a different subject, but Gabby Garcia was a 2022 Gatorade Track and Field Athlete of the Year nominee. Not softball, Track and Field Athlete of the Year nominee. Like she's a legit track and field athlete. And Barker, who I mentioned earlier, is a really good volleyball and a really good basketball player. And there's all all this talk these days about having to specialize your kid. If you want your kid to earn a scholarship, they're going to have to focus on one sport only. It's just me, and maybe some of you out there listening specialized your kid and it worked out for the best. Congrats on that. I, I'm just... I'm not a huge believer overall in that, and I'm sure it is best-case scenario for some kids, but just all kids in general, I'm just I'm not a huge believer in that. I'm more of a believer of let them play what sports they want to play, as many as they want, because if you specialize in one sport for too long, I do think you run the chance of getting burned out. To me, like play all the different sports you like. Find the one you like best, go with that one, and figure out, like I said, which one you like best and which one you're best at. But I remember Bob Stoops always liking his recruits playing basketball. Loved to go watch recruits play hoops because it gave him a better idea about their just overall athleticism. I mean, heck, he offered DeMarco Murray after seeing him dunk a basketball out there at Bishop Gorman in Vegas. Couldn't talk to him that day, but he saw him throw himself an alley-oop off the wall, slam it, flush it home, 
And uh, Bob essentially told the head coach at the time at Bishop Gorman, hey, can't talk to him, but you tell that kid he's got a scholarship uh, if he wants to come to the University of Oklahoma. And sure enough, he did. But I would imagine Patty is somewhat similar to that. She likes seeing the athleticism of prospects in other sports, not just softball. And I like that so many of these players don't play or don't just play other sports, but they're really good at them too. Like Gabby Garcia, an excellent track and field athlete. Um, there's, there's so many good basketball players here, good volleyball players here. You just have overall really good athletes. And once they get into your system and start focusing on softball on a day-in, day-out basis, that's when you're going to see even more impressive results um, that you've seen already with with a lot of these players. But Garcia has the bloodline. Her mom's a Hall of Famer at Arizona State. Her mom's also a member of the Arizona Softball Foundation Hall of Fame. Uh, so just something else to get you excited about her. Patty thinks that she could even be an Olympic athlete someday in the javelin. It's pretty impressive, right? Uh, if you if you think that she's good enough to be an Olympic athlete someday, yeah, she's probably good enough to come play softball for you as well when talking about athleticism. It's pretty awesome. Extremely athletic, great bloodline for softball. It's not, not, not a bad combo at all. Cheney Helton out of Coweta, uh, the first in-state get that we're going to talk about. Left-handed hitting outfielder. Won a state championship in 2020 and another track and field athlete and someone else who can really run and, and really hit. Um, always her dream to play for OU, her words, and now that's going to happen. Uh, could put the ball on the ground and use her speed, but also hits for power. That's the versatility that you like at the top of the order. And not just the top of the order, but in any spot in the order, right? Um, but Cheney's been hitting a lot of uh, at leadoff for her team's high school travel ball, all that. And we've seen that versatility at the leadoff spot recently with OU, haven't we? You know, leadoff hitters that can use their speed, but also hit for an incredible amount of power as well. And you're seeing that so far. We're, you're hearing the words speed and athleticism a lot in this episode, and you're going to continue to hear that as we talk more and more about this recruiting class. Corey Hicks, catcher first baseman from San Jose, California. Physical presence is impressive, and I think that's mostly what we're talking about here. Patty said as much. Um, sounds like Patty really likes her upside as a power hitter. And in the quotes where Patty's talking about Corey Hicks, she mentions the strength program at OU and how much that's really going to matter for her. So a really good player from California. You keep up with the pipeline there. But almost one that Patty looks at and says, yeah, okay, accomplished. I like the numbers. I like the stats. I like what she's done. But wait until she gets here. Wait until she works with JT. Wait until she gets into our system. So I think potential is a very key word here with, with Corey Hicks. And if she comes here and if she works really hard, dedicates herself, you'll see her drop many a bombs at Love's Field. Like, that's kind of the, the feeling I get with this one. Corey Hicks takes care of business here. Great catcher, great first baseman potential, but big-time power hitter feel here with uh, Corey Hicks. Uh, Audrey Lowry out of Pittsburgh, Indiana, left-handed pitcher. I've been coming to OU camp for a long time, so this staff has been able to see her just kind of grow more and more as a pitcher uh, year after year after year. I'm sure that helped uh, Audrey Lowry and her familiarity with the staff throughout this recruiting process. Uh, 0.95 ERA in 148 innings. Struck out 252, 120 games as a high schooler last year. And, oh, by the way, she hit 612 with 50 RBIs as a junior as well. 
I mean, highly competitive summer player, runner-up at Nationals in 2022, and was one of the main pieces of that team, if not the number one piece with that team, uh, with the 0.85 ERA. One of the best pitchers in the 2024 class, bar none. That's what we're talking about here. And was someone who still has a senior season to go, could absolutely be an immediate impact player as she continues to grow as a pitcher. And I think that go, that goes for most, if not all, of these players. Again, we're talking about all eight ranked in the top 25 in the rankings. But Lowry, with another year, could be a legit, could be a legitimate option in the circle from day one. I, I think that's the potential that we're talking about here from uh, Audrey Lowry. Indiana's not a spot that you go to a ton to go get players, but she's been a fan of the program for a long time, been coming to camp, and we're going to be talking about the rewards of being the it program in the sports. And when you are the it program, you get players like Audrey Lowry coming into camp, and you can go to the state of Indiana, where you haven't had a ton of players recently, and still go get one of, if not the best player from that state. So, just more and more payoff uh, from just dominating everyone here recently. Katie McKay, another middle infielder from in-state, Caddo, Oklahoma. She's won three straight uh, state championships, hits like crazy, great defensively athletic, great basketball player as well. Um, Just an in-state get that you love. Fan of the program, passionate about the program, going to work extremely hard when she gets here, going to be living her dream, and that's kind of the cool part of this. It's It's fun to look at what's coming in from a talent standpoint, but it's also really cool when you see kids like McKay, about to fulfill a lifelong dream like that that gets me pumped up and I hope it gets you excited as well because that's the stuff I like like best of luck to Katie McKay rooting for her I'm rooting for everyone but you know you you root for the in-state kids right especially when they grow up a fan passionate about the program incredible player daughter of a coach there's just a lot to like here um and I mean a lot to like for me Patty Gasso's seen a lot of her than I have and and here's what Patty said about her I'm really excited about her future here. She may have flown under the radar on the recruiting stage, but I think she's a future All-American. Now that, we say this all the time. Patty doesn't just say things to say things. She doesn't just say coach speak just to say coach speak. And yes, every coach of every program loves their class on signing day, regardless of the sport, regardless of where they're ranked. They're going to talk about their class, but Patty knows what All-Americans in the sport looks like. And she's not just saying that about Katie McKay just to say it. Patty Gasso legitimately believes that there's a ton of upside. She's probably going to come in here and work hard, passionate about it. Just just watch out. I mean, we're talking about a lot of players here. Watch out for Katie McKay if Patty's going to go ahead and, and, and say that she's a future All-American. I, I think that that is it's like the nicest thing that you can say in a program like this where it's hard just to find playing time and find a spot every day to play. But if she's saying that about you, then she she likes you quite a bit. So that even gets me more excited for Katie McKay out of uh, Caddo, Oklahoma. Tia Malloy, probably the most well-known recruit in this class. Well-known because of what her sisters have accomplished at Washington and Tennessee, uh, but also because I think she's a future superstar. And I think she took a, I think it was the day OU was playing Tennessee last year in the Women's College World Series, she took a photo in front of Love's Field last year, and that kind of went viral on the uh, OU softball Twitter sphere at that time. I, I future superstar, and I I believe that you know. And, and we talked about bloodline earlier. 
with a couple of players, but check this out. Mom was an All-American track and field at Washington. Not once, but two times. Two-time All-American track and field athlete at Washington. Dad won a Super Bowl with the New England Patriots. Like, yeah, I... (laughs) You know what you're getting here. Supremely talented athlete, highly skilled, someone that's been around greatness, knows what it looks like. Um, And I mentioned it a few minutes ago, but getting Tia from the state of Washington is the payoff of being the most dominant program in the country. Huskies are a great program. We all know what Heather Tarr has accomplished out there. But Tia Malloy coming here is because of Patty Gasso and what she's built and maintained. And by the way, Patty thinks that she can play multiple positions, which I don't doubt with all that athleticism. Patty says on uh, Tia Malloy, she comes from a terrific athletic family. Lawyer Malloy is her father. Mother was an accomplished track and field athlete in college. Sister is an elite player at Tennessee. Comes from that lineage. Tia has a great lefty swing and is very passionate about the game. She works well in the infield, but I believe she's athletic enough to play at any position. She's just another one of those big-time hitters who will leave her mark on OU softball. And, yeah, just with the bloodline, how great she's been, the physical tools, really feels like Tia Malloy is going to be a big-time player for this program and maybe not even take her that long to kind of assert herself as a main name and a main face of this program. I, Kiki Malloy saw her last year, one heck of a player, really like her a lot. Tia Malloy... I, I think she can accomplish anything that her uh, her sisters have accomplished. Sky's the limit for a player like her. Riley Zakay out of Niles, Michigan. Right-handed pitcher, plays infield. Another player from a family of athletes. Notice a the theme here? I, I hope you have. And another player that Patty says the strength of the program, uh, like the strength program, I should say, is going to make a difference for. She can hit for power, but how much more when she gets in this program? Like, that's an element of recruiting as well for Patty, I think, is identifying upside. Like, yes, identifying talent, identifying how much they love the game, all those other intangibles, but also identifying upside. Like, how much more upside do you have as a player? What is the upside? If that player reaches their full potential, what does it look like and how could it help this program? And I think Riley has a lot of lot of upside, and it sounds like, when it comes to Riley Zakay and when it comes to Corey Hicks, upside is, is really what you see here. Yes, with the entire class, but those two right there, like, hey, they get in the strength program, watch out. They can accomplish quite a bit. So, just a great class overall. Um, not shocking the way that this program's been winning games. You know, I read the quote, not all that surprising that Patty and the staff gets this level of class, and that's not going to go away anytime soon. You know, for multiple reasons. If you want to hit on the key points, we can. One, most obvious, they win. You feel as a recruit, no matter where you're at, from in-state, California, Washington, Indiana, you feel as a recruit you can win a national championship if you choose OU. And looking back recently, that that checks out, right? Like, not just win one national championship, but maybe win multiple national championships. And I saw a lot of quotes saying this from various players, and I think that this is kind of the second key point, is that Norman feels like home, and this program is one that's comfortable for a lot of kids. Not comfortable in the sense that you can just show up and go through the motions. It's probably very uncomfortable in that sense. But comfortable in that it feels like home. Like Patty and the staff, they've done a miraculous job of creating that environment. And it's mattered for players from California, from Washington, Michigan, and beyond. These kids feel at home when they visit. 
And we've talked to former players in the past that didn't necessarily expect that in Oklahoma when they visited, but they felt it here immediately. And players that we've talked to in the past, I think of Destiny Martinez, Michelle Gascoigne has said that before. Hey, a lot of players from California or have California roots have said that previously on the uh, Diamond Envy podcast. So let's just let this episode be another reminder that the dynasty isn't showing sl- signs of slowing down anytime soon. You can uh, you can go ahead and book that one. Uh, one thing that broke at 10 a.m. on Wednesday morning, and I'm recording it about noon on Wednesday, but one thing that broke at uh, 10 a.m. on Wednesday, the two permanent opponents for SEC baseball when OU and Texas are in the league. OU baseball will play a series every year with Texas and Missouri. rest of the conference opponents will rotate. I haven't heard anything on the softball front. I, I, I don't know if there's going to be a similar format. Um, with the softball side as there is the baseball side. But if there is, I'd be shocked if OU and Texas don't play a series every single year and they're paired up. Um, as for the other, like if they're going to go with that uh, two game or two opponents, permanent opponents moving forward, Texas will definitely be one. You're not going to take that away, really, in any sport. Um, maybe Mizzou's a candidate like baseball for the other, but I wouldn't mind Arkansas. You know, that's a that's a program that's got some juice behind it. Not a ton of games previously, but you can develop a fun little rivalry between those two programs. A good fan base, closest SEC town to you, I believe. That's my hope if it's the same schedule structure, Texas and Arkansas. But if you were to do like um, Texas and Alabama, okay, let's roll. Texas and LSU, good with that. Texas and Tennessee, I think Kiki Malloy's back, right? The Malloy sisters maybe playing one another, fine with that as well. But it's, uh, it's, it's exciting thinking ahead to the, to the SEC and uh, the uh, opportunities this program has in front to, well, they've been owning the Big 12, but to own the SEC as well once they uh, roll into that conference here uh, rather soon. Battle Series game on Thursday, but I wanted to do a signing day episode that kind of stands alone. Want you to get a better idea of the uh, eight signees that they had on, uh, uh, on Wednesday. Because it's a great class, elite class. So early next week, I'll put out another episode before I head to BYU, which maybe I'll see Paige Parker in Salt Lake City. Who knows? But I'll put out another episode kind of uh, recapping Thursday night's Battle Series game in Norman. Maybe Hannah Cora hit two more home runs. Maybe Alyssa Brito uh, will hit one over the scoreboard once again. I don't know. We'll see who the star is, but there's going to be home runs. Home runs, great pitching, great defense, great softball all around. I don't doubt that that's going to be the case Thursday night in uh, Norman, Oklahoma. Uh, before we get out of here, I want to tell you about Caven's Group, title sponsor of the podcast. Always appreciate Caven's Group, and it's winter. It's getting cold outside. It's not winter; it's fall, but it's getting colder outside. And I hope those pipes don't freeze. I hope they don't bust. But if they do, or if you have any other emergency at your home or your office building, Caven'sGroup.com four zero five five seven three thirty forty eight. Put that in your cell phone. Put it in your contacts. Whatever Caven's Group, because you don't need them until you need them, but when you need them, it's probably going to be in the middle of the night at a time that's like, oh man, I need someone on call 24-7. That's Caven's Group. They're on call 24-7. So go check them out in your time of need. That'll do it for this week. We'll talk to you next week on the Diamond Envy Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler McComas.